Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth with your host, Diane Helbig. Diane is a leading small business development and leadership coach, author, and speaker who is passionate about sharing valuable ideas, tips, and techniques with business professionals worldwide. Diane brings you the world's experts and gurus in all things business, whether it's sales, structure, social media, planning, or plateauing, guests bring their expertise and energy to each episode. When growing your business is your focus, Accelerate Your Business Growth is the show to listen to. Got a topic or guest suggestion? Let Diane know. The goal is to make sure you have the information you need to move your business forward. Thanks for joining us. Settle in and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. Today's show is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. You can get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. This podcast is on the list of the 100 podcasts to listen to if you want to be smarter, wiser, and better on Inc.com, and it's also on the list of the best small business podcasts on Fit Small Business. In 2017, it made the list of the 40-plus best business podcasts on the planet and the best business podcasts you must listen to now on Inc.com. I attribute this to the wonderful guests that I have um, had the pleasure of speaking with over the years. Today is no exception. Today we are speaking with Roy Austin. In 2007, Roy founded Rockwell Business Solutions LLC, or otherwise known as RBS, to provide coaching, mentoring, and seminars for small businesses. His passion is helping small business owners achieve their vision and potential to move their business to the next level. RBS has been involved with business development, mergers and acquisitions, and investor relations and negotiations with partners and vendors, particularly banks. Roy describes himself as a coach, not a consultant. Consultants tell you what to do. Coaches teach you how to do it. Roy is the author of The Alligator Business Solution. The book is, in essence, a user's manual for small businesses. Roy joins us today to talk about what it really takes to succeed in business today. Welcome to the podcast, Roy. Well, thank you for having me, Diane, and congratulations on the success of your podcast. That's pretty impressive, the resume that you read. uh, Yeah, thank you. It's been um, quite a ride, and I'm honored, really, to to, uh, be on those lists. It was sort of... um, uh, pleasant surprises over the past two years. So, but and it, and I'm telling the truth when I say it's because I really am lucky and I get to talk to really awesome people who share valuable information with my listeners, and you know, so I know that's the secret sauce, I would say. So, I want to dive right into this because I, I know that a lot of small business owners um, start because they. Maybe they have a passion for something, or maybe they just decide they don't want to be an be an employee anymore. Um, and some of them struggle. And you know, in my opinion, unnecessarily. Um, but in your estimation, what would you say is the single most important factor for a small business to succeed? I would say it's hard to pin it down to one thing. Um, 
there's there's usually a combination of things uh, that uh, you know part of it uh, it starts with an idea that they've got on on a business uh, they become enamored with that idea uh, which is you know normal uh, but then that just because I like something doesn't mean the rest of the world likes it so uh, I think one of the issues that, that, that happens there is that they don't uh, really test out the idea to find out if there's any kind of real market for what they want to do. Um, that would be certainly one thing. Uh, you know, I, I, that is such a good point. Um, I, so many people think they can that it's easy or they can just hang a shingle or as you said, you know, they have an idea, they think it's really great. Uh, you know, maybe their family and friends are telling them it's a really great idea, but they don't do the market research. They don't test the market to make sure it's something not only that they can sell, but that they can sell at a, at a price that's competitive and where they can make money. Well, and you, and you raise a, an interesting issue because the accounting side of the equation is one where most small business owners, that's not their core expertise. Um, yeah. But you've got to understand that side of the business. Just like all the rest of your business, you have to manage all of it. Uh, you don't have to be an expert, you know, to understand your accounting and your finances. But you can't just turn it over to somebody and set, set it and forget it. Um, you have to, you have to know what I like to say is you have to manage all aspects of your business. Uh, and to do that, all you need to know is where to look, what to look for and how to use the information. And that's all an alligator knows. Okay. So where do they, how do they figure that out? Where do they look for those resources? Well, there's a, there's a, a lot of good uh, opportunities there, uh, and some of them are free. Uh, SCORE, uh, uh, Service Corps of Retired Executives, is a great one. Um, the only thing that I see where sometimes small businesses have trouble with it is they go one or two times, they meet with a SCORE counselor, um, and then they think, okay, I've got this. Well, that counselor can't teach you everything all at once. Um, it takes time and uh, to use score successfully, you need to keep going back and you need to be getting pretty much the same counselor so that you're getting consistent advice. But that's one place that I see that uh, one resource. Obviously, there's lots of books out there uh, that you can do. Um, you know, as far as you mentioned, determining the market, I've developed some tools to help you figure that out. Uh, but uh, one of the simplest things is to simply find somebody who can, that is a, a, a friend that can lovingly and caringly disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, someone who will tell you the truth right. because they love you, right? <laughs> I mean, I, when I was working on the book, I, I had dinner one night with a good friend of mine, and uh, uh, I was bouncing an idea off him, and he said, Roy, I don't agree with you. And, and of course, naturally, we all react defensively when somebody doesn't agree with us. But um, he forced me to think. And I went back and for the next day or so, I kind of considered his opinion. Now, just because somebody disagrees with you doesn't mean they're right. 
but it should force you to think and reevaluate your position and decide, hey, you know, is there something I missed here? Yeah. Um, so it, I, I always thought that was really valuable. So, you know, get contrary opinions. Yeah, definitely. You, you, I think you want to surround yourself with people who um, are critical thinkers and have your best interest in mind. So they're going to be honest with you. They're going to listen to what you say because then if they, you know, I, I could say once they're on board, but if it really turns out that it's a good idea and you should be doing it, they're going to be one of your greatest advocates as well, you know, one of your biggest supporters. I mean, you know, before you go out and borrow half a million dollars, um, you know, do do the due diligence. Most of the uh, successful companies that I interviewed, or well, not most, all of them, they spent anywhere from one to four years planning their business. Uh, so yeah. When they got ready to go, they had you know you can't consider and and anticipate all contingencies and all things that can go wrong, but you can sure eliminate an awful lot of them by by doing the research and, and putting in the effort to figure out, you know, you know, how much money can I make here and what is my target market and how many employees am I going to need? And if I add employees, how much is that going to cost and so forth and so on. Yeah, it's that, it's that preparation, but that also sounds like decision-making. So are there, decision-making tools that are out there that, you know, that you know of that you feel are good for small business? Well, I, I created one that, that uh, I hadn't seen anywhere before. So uh, I'll take credit for it, although it may be out there somewhere. Uh, one of the things that I think is important is to establish what I call the fundamentals of your business. Uh, your fundamental purpose, your fundamental values, your fundamental operating principles, and your fundamental information systems. And then you want to align all the business functions with those fundamentals, kind of like building a house. You, you've got a concrete slab that's a foundation. Those are your fundamentals. The walls are your business function. The roof is your risk management. And the landscaping is your marketing. Uh, that's kind of the analogy. But the fundamental purpose, I think, is really important. In fact, I was just reading a book by Simon Sinek called Start With Why, which kind of had the same theme. Um, why, why are you in business other than to make money? Uh, very few businesses succeed if their only motivation is to make money. Um, you may, if you understand your fundamental purpose and what gets you excited to get up in the morning and how you're going to contribute to the world and make the world a better place or save people money or whatever it is, um, you will number one, find it more exciting and you're not going to get burnt out after a period of time. Number two, you're going to attract better employees. You're going to find people, you want to find people who uh, agree with your fundamental purpose and get excited about it because let's face it, small businesses cannot afford to pay a whole lot. Right. And so your stars are easily poached by somebody else. But if they're excited about your fundamental purpose, they're more likely to stay. Um, your fundamental values are the same thing. You want to find employees that are in sync with what you believe. Those are the things that you would never compromise, 
ever. Um, this is the way, and, and you know, a lot of people, the first thing they will talk about is their moral and ethical values, and those are important too, certainly. But um, there are certain things like, uh, you know, one, and for one business, they said, well, you know, my fundamental value is I'm going to return phone calls within 24 hours. Uh, or So whatever it is that you say, this is the way I want to operate, and I'm not willing to ever compromise that, those are your values. Um, so that everything falls into place. You have your business aligned with those fundamentals. So one of the tools that I created was a, uh, a goal sheet, but at the top of the goal sheet, it, you list your fundamental purpose, your fundamental values, and your fundamental uh, operating principles so that every time that you set a goal and you put into place a plan of action to accomplish that goal, you're looking at and asking yourself, does this align with my fundamentals? That's um, really great. I, I think one of the things that I like about it is the specificity of it mm -hmm. so that there's structure, you know, uh, around. Um, I think too many people are sort of um, in a fog, you know, they're sort of fuzzy about that stuff. They don't spend mm -hmm. time on those things, so they don't have clarity around them, and that those can really be um, driving forces. I, I, wanna, I need to take a quick sponsor break. Sure. Uh, Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. Mm -hmm. If you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are The Secret of Peak Productivity by Tamara Miles and The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, both of whom have been guests on this podcast. So visit audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we are talking to Roy Austin, and we are talking about what it takes to succeed in business, not just um, tread water. Um, so Roy, let's talk about... Best practices, I, I, you know, you, you just, you know, talked about making sure that you have your fundamentals and then, you know, your, you know, values and, and principles. And um, is there more to, you know, are there other sorts of best practices that you would say, you know, if I said I have a room full of entrepreneurs and I want to give them sort of a blueprint of things to be able to, you know, help keep them on the track. And there are certain things that they, that we know um, successful small businesses just really commit to, or are there, is there anything like that? Yeah, in fact, uh, I've got a whole section in the book on best practices. Um, Great. One of my favorite is uh, never let tax strategy supersede business strategy. I see it all the time. In fact, I had uh, an incident recently where a um, company went out and bought a very large piece of equipment. Um, it cost 
almost $400,000. Uh, and they did it to save taxes. And, you know, I didn't find out about it until after it was done. So I asked him, I said, well, did you do a return on investment analysis? And, oh, sure, this is going to open up doors for us. Well, I was visiting their place of business here last week. And uh, the guy said, well, you know, this, uh, we don't have any revenues in sight right now for it, but we think we can, uh, if, if we don't get any in the next year, we can sell it for pretty much what we paid for it. Now, you, you buy a $400,000 piece of equipment and you don't have any idea whether or not you're going to get any revenues from it? Yeah, boy. And you just did it to save taxes. Now, that makes no sense at all. Yeah. Uh, I, there was another instance where a, a company uh, proudly said, well, we don't pay taxes. And I said, how do you do that? He said, well, at the end of the year, we just bonus out all the money. <laughs> and, and, uh, or bonus out all the profits. Well, that's that sounds great. Unfortunately, they only bonused the managers, and some of those managers were totally incompetent and needed to be gotten rid of, so that created other problems. But the problem was when the recession hit, they had no money. Yeah. They bonused it all out to save taxes. So, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to save taxes. You certainly want to, but you got to have some money available to grow and improve your business, which kind of brings me to the second one of my favorites, which is the just in case fund. Uh, stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as as a fellow said to at a meeting I was at here not too long ago, he said it's time to lay up a little hay in the barn for the winter. <laughs> so, oh, that's great. Uh, it's it's not a question of will there be another recession. It's only a question of when. And yeah. everybody's really fat and happy right now. The economy's doing very well, and most places are are prospering. Not all, obviously, but um, you know the winter will come. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Those are really great. And, and I like the examples that you gave and I don't think people necessarily uh, think about those things because they're thinking about the wrong thing, mm -hmm. I guess I should say. Right. Yeah. yeah not, not planning, not preparing, right. Yeah. Not being a boy scout. Just like with it, with yeah. the, you know, the tax thing, if you need that piece of equipment, to grow your business and it's in sync with your fundamentals and your business strategy, then fine. Uh, but to, to buy something only to save taxes is not a good idea. And it, it really hurt a lot of businesses in the 2009 recession because they borrowed tons of money to buy all this equipment when everything was going good. And then they couldn't afford to pay loans or the leases when the recession hit and the banks aren't going to let you off the hook, so they had no choice but to lay off people. Right. Right. Yeah. That that's uh. Yeah, you you gotta um, think ahead. You know, you gotta mm -hmm. plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really true. So the um the alligator business solution I, I know is a system but it also seems like it's a philosophy. It is. So, yeah. yeah, okay, so can you share your, you know, your thought process on this whole thing? Sure. Uh, I mean, I wrote the book because I saw so many small businesses making the same mistakes. 
whether it was with their accounting, with their marketing and their, their employees. Those are the three areas that most small business owners have trouble with. They know how to do the work. That's why they started the business. They've got a skill set or a, a craft or whatever you want to call it. So they, they thought, well, I can do the work, but doing the work and running the business are two different skill sets. So you need to be able to manage all the other uh, aspects of your business. And I knew that a lot, I could help a lot of small businesses, but I knew they're probably never going to hire me. Uh, whether it's the lack of money, they don't want to admit that they don't know how to do something, and there's probably a whole psychological study that could be done there. But, um, but unfortunately, a lot of times people don't reach out for help. So I thought, well, maybe I can help them out by putting together what is essentially a user's manual for small business. Uh, didn't start out that way. It started out with a more narrow focus of uh, uh, on the financial side, but then uh, it just it kind of kept growing. <laughs> but um, uh, it, it's been a very gratifying process. And uh, I interviewed 18 small businesses, successful small businesses. And the great thing about that was uh, because <laughs> I had somebody tell me, Roy, all you've got in here is horror stories. Uh, and I, you need some success <laughs> stories in here. I said, well, you know, most people don't come to me when things are going good. Uh, right. But um, those small businesses that I interviewed were all doing the things that I recommended that you do in the book, which kind of corroborated my thinking as to what you needed to do to be successful. So it was a, a great process uh, and led to a lot of a lot of great friendships, too, with some, some pretty unique and, and uh, interesting people. Oh, gosh, I'm sure. But the, uh, so the go ahead. Go ahead. No, sorry. Sorry. no, keep go go down the the thought train you're on. Well, the um, you know the the title sort of came from a conversation with my granddaughter. She was asking about the books, and I live in coastal Carolina, so we got a lot of alligators down here, and uh, the two kind of clicked together because I I was telling her a story about when I first moved to this area back 17 years ago. And there was an article in the paper by about a man in a gated community who was suing the community because he'd been attacked by an alligator in the backyard. Uh, it, it had lunged out of the bushes, grabbed his arm, and he got away by sticking his fingers in its eyes. So remember that if you're ever attacked by an alligator. Okay. I'd say in Cleveland, they don't have too many, but uh, so you're yeah. probably pretty safe. <laughs> Three months later, he withdrew his lawsuit. Turns out his wife had been feeding the alligator for two years. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she had taught the alligator where to look and what to look for, which is what I, all I believe that you need to know to manage the business. Uh, and it knew what to do with what it found. Yeah. Now, what we don't know is whether or not she was feeding the alligator to lure it into the backyard to get him. So <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> but um, but I, what I what I wanted to do was to inject some humor into this thing, and uh, we've done some things that I've been told you should not do in a business book. There's a lot of color images in there. I was told don't do that. I'm, 
I'm sorry. Uh, it makes it more readable. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, the, uh, the process has been fun. The reviews have been, uh, as you, you were talking about the, the success you've enjoyed, I've been very humbled by it. Um, and I've had two people that bought the book and they've come up to me and they, and well, they, then they told me when they bought it, they said, I haven't read a book in 20 years. Uh, wow. I just, you know, I can't focus for long enough or I don't enjoy reading or whatever. And a month later they come up and said, Roy, I love your book. My, the one, okay. my wife hasn't, has never seen me read before. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, those are the small businesses that I want to help. Uh, and while the principles I think are applicable to an organization of any size or type, whether it's a nonprofit or a church or a big corporation, it's really targeted to try to help small businesses. And there aren't a whole lot of books out there that are focused on that. Uh, one of my favorite is E-Myth by uh, Michael Gerber. It's a fabulous book. Sure. I recommend it. Yeah. Uh, but most books have solutions that small businesses haven't got the resources to implement, uh, either in personnel or in uh, experience or in in money. Um, right. So uh, well, I wanted to have something that's much more practical and from what the people that have bought it have told me they, they feel like it has accomplished that mission. So That's great. And at the end of the book, you invite um, your readers to take the alligator pledge. Mm -hmm. What is the alligator pledge? <laughs> well, uh, one of the things I talk about, it, this is sort of something to kind of remind me, and I, and I put, put it on the bookmarks, um, but in, in the, I, re, I remembered something that happened to me when I was young, uh, because when you're in, in business, you have to do whatever it takes. People that do whatever it takes are what I call dwits. Uh, <laughs> That doesn't mean that you exclude your family and your faith and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, you have to keep your life in balance. But you do have to be willing to do whatever it takes in order to be successful. And so uh, uh, kind of at the end of the book, uh, I put together something for them to, to try to remember and, you know, hopefully look at the bookmark. Um, and it simply says, I'm an alligator dwip. I do whatever it takes to realize my vision, fulfill my fundamental purpose, live up to my values, and execute my operating principles. I will That's learn awesome. what's necessary to manage and improve every aspect of my and function of my business and my life. So. Wow. That's really great. I like that a lot. In fact, I had a, a friend of mine I was visiting here few weeks ago and uh, I, I uh, given this is a long time mentor and friend I gave him a book and had a bookmark in there and his wife said wow I really like this she said can I get a bunch of this for my book club and I said well sure Betty but um, your book clubs for for fiction books isn't it she said yeah that's true but I really like this thing I think we'd all uh, okay um, that is, it was okay, so how do people get the book? Where can right they find now, it? Right now, as of February 24th, 
you can order it on my website, rockwellbusinesssolutions.com. Uh, okay. It, uh, hopefully in about uh, three or four weeks, it will be available on Amazon. It is at the printer right now, and we're not going to put it up on Amazon until the books are actually at the fulfillment center. Um, so it, uh, so that those are the, the two places uh, that you can get it right now. Fabulous. Okay. And how do they find you? How do they get in touch with you? Well, it, probably the best thing again is to go to the website. Uh, there's a contact okay. us page. Um, and also on the website, there are, you know, the reviews that the book has received. There's uh, the table of contents. There's uh, some free tools uh, that you can download um, that they're in the book. But, you know, if you tried to, you know, you put it in a six by nine book, they're kind of small. So you can download it on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. Um, so there's a variety of things in there to give you a little bit of feel for, you know, how the book might be able to help you. That's so great. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, being with me today. I think it, it's valuable information, and um, it's the kind of straightforward, matter-of-fact book that, that people can read and then, you know, take things out of it and implement. So it, it, that is great. Um, and I want to thank my listeners uh, for tuning in and our sponsor. Please remember to visit audible.com. You can get your free trial and a free audiobook, however, if you go to audibletrial.com slash business growth. Please continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called can I offer you some feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.